Welcome to the Nen Sunday League podcast, talking football. Uh, there may be some language in here, guys, that you find offensive. Uh, please don't take it as an offence. Uh, it's just us guys being passionate about what we do. Like on a Sunday morning, we sometimes go over the top and we really can't help it. Apologies for any harm it may cause. Guys, welcome. Uh, this week's podcast is a, a very special one. Uh, we're coming a little bit away from the football to start with uh, and talking about the Nen Sunday League's new kind of partners and partnership they've built with a company called Linkmine. Uh, Matt, do you want to introduce Paul and kind of give everyone a bit of a background on Linkmine? Uh, yeah, certainly can. Um, good evening. Welcome. Glad to be here again. Um, yeah, so a few, or oh, probably a month or so ago now, myself and Graham met with um, met with the guys at Linkmine um, and were really impressed and, and, and interested with what they had to say. Um, and we think that the opportunity that it presents to clubs could effectively revolutionise the way in which we collectively fund ourselves. Um, and I'm delighted to say that Paul from Linkmire is uh, on the podcast this evening. Good evening, Paul. Good evening. Thanks for having me on the uh, on guys. It's a, it's a pleasure. No problem at all. And um, so what we've got, what Paul's on here this evening to do is give us a bit of information, talk us through how it works and the ins and outs and um if we've got any relevant questions we'll put them to him um and then hopefully at the end we'll let you know how you can sign up um and um, start making some money for your club so paul over to you how does it work well first of all tell us about yourself your background and then tell us about link yeah so my, my name's paul I've, I've been in financial services uh, as a financial advisor mortgage advisor uh, for a little over 32 years um Working across various spectrums in the industry, from a sort of a new entrant to sort of senior management across uh, mortgage firms. Um, so yeah, good good experience of, of the sort of the, the financial market, the, the estate planning market, and the legal market, the house buying and, and managing process. Um, LinkMy is a uh, financial services platform. It's designed to to effectively put local people in touch with local professionals when they require a service. That, that service can be anything from um, a mortgage, uh, associated products like life insurance, critical illness, income protection, um, will writing, estate planning, making sure that, that loved ones uh, get what they would want them to have and obviously that wealth stays within the family and the bloodline. Um, so it's lots of services that normal people would want, whether you're moving house, whether you're getting married, upgrading a property, downsizing in later life, looking to, to save money on your finances, looking to make property protected. <clears throat> so a, a lot of, you know, a whole range of services that people tend to use on a day to day basis. Um, and the idea is, of course, that people can access access to local professionals um, and those local professionals uh, effectively give back. Um, a percentage through LinkMy to the club, school, or whatever it is you wanted to, to, to nominate, um, which helps out. <clears throat> We're currently in, in a very uh, interesting financial position as a country. Uh, there's, a, there's a cost of living crisis, interest rates are higher, um, gas bills are higher, fuel costs are higher. So potential, you know, people's ability to make donations or to, to have that disposable cash that they used to have is, is probably eroded to some degree. But the, the, the clubs, the schools, uh, all of those people still need 
to, to function and still need to, to raise money. So um, as a mortgage broker for many years, we've, uh, generally speaking, solicitors, mortgage advisors, estate agents, they all have client acquisition costs. And that can be a, a range of methods from general advertising, uh, sort of television, radio, that sort of stuff, to purchasing of leads. Um, you can get sort of hotkey leads from uh, a lot of lead generation sites, money supermarket and that sort of stuff. Or you have introducers where it might be uh, an estate agent introduces mortgage business to a local mortgage advisor or a mortgage advisor introduces business to a solicitor or, or a will writer or, or, or vice versa. All of these companies expect um, a commission in return for introducing the business. Um, I've run a number of mortgage brokers over the years and at one point I was spending around £30,000 a month in in purely in lead costs and obviously that that's a sizable amount of money so so link my was put together to to try to join all these pieces together to to allow um local people to access local professionals with local for services that they need anyway on a day-to-day -day basis um whilst allowing the and it, it takes away some of the risk of, of not knowing who to use I, you know i had an issue with my uh, gas fire yesterday I tried to turn it on for the first time of course it wouldn't work so I made I made the um, the dive into the yellow pages or <laughs> Google uh, gas safe engineers. A whole host of people came up. Didn't know any of them from Adam. Didn't know what they're going to cost, what the service was going to be like. So it gives it gives people the ability to source local professionals that are properly vetted, properly authorised, and and there's good quality feedback from from people like themselves about the quality of service that's provided. Um, so it enables people to get in touch with good quality people, but at the same time, um, being able to donate a percentage of whatever that transactional value is, is and obviously certain transactions have a, a greater value than others, um, back to what's important to that person, whether it be a football club or, or a school, uh, you know, we are looking to move into uh, cricket and, and rugby at some point as well. So. It basically enables you to help people that are important to you whilst carrying out a transaction that you are going to do anyway or, or need to do. Um, the numbers can be quite impressive. The, the clubs <coughs> kick back. Um, it, it's all about, from a football club's point of view, of engaging with your players, your fans and your social media. It's absolutely free of charge. There's no requirements on your time there's no hassle there's no aggravation um but the more effort you put in to putting us out there to your um the people that interact or have links to the club or don't have links to the club for example if you have you know a, a team of um 11 uh players on a team and they've got say 500 people on their social media um uh, there's various incentives we do to, to incentivize these things to put us out but if you were to then go out to that, all of a sudden you've got five and a half thousand people receive um, a couple of posts per uh, per month. If they push us out, that's going out to five and a half thousand people just on that small basis alone. Uh, and therefore, there should be some some decent levels of transactions and people expressing an interest in, you know, I need to move house, I need a better deal on the mortgage, I want a will, uh, I'm getting married, I'm getting divorced, a whole whole list of things that could that can generate revenue for the club mm. uh, yeah Go on. so re really quickly paul just uh, you you heard me do a little giggle there i'm sure uh the reason i did a little giggle is my 
personal job now, what I do uh, on a nine to five basis is I'm a lead generator for an insurance company. <laughs> uh, and before that, uh, I was working for the Yellow Pages. So I felt like you were just reading out my CV at times um, <laughs> with that. But just a quick question on the club. It's um, from a club's point of view. Yeah. So the money that is being spent by the customers to you. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, one of my players, uh, or let's not say one of my players, actually, let's say just a general member of the public comes to you mm-hmm. uh, and they're looking for a better mortgage and they take up your services. Um, the money that they spend with you using your services, does the pay come from that? And does that go to the club if they was to pick a club? Or does it come from you guys as a business? You've set aside this amount of money to bring in this much new business. How does that work? No, so it's slightly, yeah. So basically, one of your um, someone comes along and says, "We would like to link to this football club." They, they nominate your club as the, they'd like to receive the, 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 the donation. They then whatever transaction they're looking for, we don't carry out the transactions ourselves. We would put that customer in touch with a local professional. Um, it, for certain services, they can actually pick the local professional that they wish to deal with, um, and they would carry out carry out that transaction with that local professional, whether it be a will, uh, you know, someone moving house and requiring a solicitor, mm-hmm. or whether it be a mortgage service. Once that transaction is completed, the company that completed the transaction pay to, to link my uh, a introducer fee based on the value of that transaction. Yeah. And so so it's actually, not actually the customer's money. So it's not my player's money that's coming back to no, the club. No, there's no additional it's charges. As I these people have got acquisition costs for business anyway we are uh, competitive on what so probably actually making a saving to the um the provider of the service in general so they're good but there's absolutely no cost to the customer it's absolutely no cost to the uh, the football club it's a, it's a transaction that takes place irrespectively at the same transparent cost with whichever service provider is providing that service and i say we, we don't provide any of the services ourselves it's literally a, a local professional um, and that local professional, as part of the introduction agreement that we have with them, would, would pay an amount to Link My, and we then obviously make the donation to uh, the football club, the school, whoever is uh, involved. So, so in a way, um, I, I know you're not big on football yourself, Paul. So tell me if I'm wrong here. Um, but from my understanding, in a way, you're the football agent. You know, you've got a list of different football clubs where this guy can go. Yep. And you've gave the list to the player. Yep. And the player now picks the football team they want to go and play for. Absolutely. So the, the, the players have got a, um, a a good opportunity to. Obviously, players are you know quite well known in, in, in the local area, and obviously they've got their own sort of uh, social media as well as the uh, as well as the, the club. So they've got a great opportunity to push out and help their club through their own things. And I, I don't know whether um, I've been speaking to my colleague Gavin uh, previously, and I, think, I don't know if he's mentioned the competition we have for players to help them find the motivation to push it out. Whenever I hear about Dubai, I'm all over that. But Paul, explain <laughs> right. a bit more. So, so basically, the, the competition is, is aimed at uh, helping the, um, the footballers push us out. So, so for example, uh, we're going to send two posts out um, a, a month, so 104 posts a year. If the players, that goes to the clubs, the clubs obviously send it to the fans, and obviously the clubs send it to the players. If the players push it out through their own social media, so you sort of share the posts, Facebook and, and other platforms, um, they get one entry per share per post. They can't be sort of a little bit uh, 
cheek it and i'll sort of post it you know the same thing at 40 50 times but um the competition is is that at the end of um we're going to do it for a year at the end of 2023 we're going to take a draw obviously the more times you've shared the post the more sort of um entries you've got into the competition and then there's a competition to go it's a package for two people uh in dubai five nights business flights um chauffeur driven transfers it's a business seats airport lounge it's the um there's quite a bit to, to mention to be fair so daily access to water parks there's uh bed and breakfast thousand pounds spending money evening canapes cocktails that sort of stuff so just a nice it's, um, it's, it's not quite butlins is what you're saying it, it's, it's a <laughs> yeah it's what uh, all, all footballers love dubai so, so i'm told so yeah. uh, you know so it's just sort of yeah the more they share the more people will see it the more people will see it the more people will use it and the more money the clubs will make and it, it helps everyone involved doesn't it yeah it does and can i ask a question of why sports teams what i know you mentioned you were going to get into cricket and rugby stuff like that but what why football teams first yeah what, actually football teams are second to be fair um, okay. we started off with schools and we did quite a bit with schools um, and obviously schools pros and cons with schools there's a lot more red tape with schools um and obviously but the good thing with schools is schools have got sort of school teams that then it, it helps with the the very basics of grassroots football in that they start off at school it then sort of goes up into the sort of the varying levels and you obviously i don't know as you mentioned i'm not an expert on the varying routes in but it, it generally starts at the schools and goes upwards from there um so we've we, we had quite some good success over the years with schools and obviously we've, we've done various sort of giving back and through various routes and it came i think myself and, and gavin got a, a letter from our respective children's schools talking about the potential of you know the kids i think it started off with the kids wearing coats at, at one point and the potential in the in, in the press of you know a four-day school week and you know it just it just when we looked into that a bit more the, the actual funding issues that schools have is not every school is the same but it's quite it's quite desperate some of the situations that the schools face and and obviously we, we started this in, in respect of that and it morphed into the football and that morphed into the clubs and obviously then other clubs have, have notified us that you know they've got funding issues and th there's no end of people in the current climate who want to make savings on their day-to-day -day outgoings whether it be you know getting getting a good deal on their expenses at home whether it be their, their loans their credit cards their mortgages their you know even cancelling so I, I found i was paying for four gyms the other day it, it, little things make a difference and it, in the current climate people want to save money not just people at home everyday you know normal people but businesses but schools clubs everybody needs to save money and everyone wants to generate more money um and, and this is a really great way of bringing all those three things together Perfect. Matt, any questions? Um, no, just just comment, just a comment, really. It's just obviously we've, myself and Graham have approved this information previously, and, and it, it's it's fundamentally a no-brainer. Um, you know, the services that um, that are going to be available through LinkMy, um, and, and we'll, we'll send some more information out to all the clubs um, off the back of this podcast, um, are services that you'll need. You know, if you're buying, like as Paul mentioned, if you're buying a house, you're getting divorced, you're getting married, you know, 
you know, if you all things like, you know, income protection and critical illness cover and just all sorts of there's all sorts of different financial services that, that people use and just by creating a link my profile for your club and, and linking people to that profile, um, your club can generate kickbacks for not a great deal amount of work. So it, it it's just a no brainer and potentially, you know, the clubs that really work at this and push this could make some serious amounts of money. Um it's you know. going to be incredible how many of my players now start getting divorced because we're a bit skint at our club. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's yeah, it's it's a great opportunity um, for clubs and um, and as a league, you know, we're delighted that we've been able to set up this partnership and um, and and hope that clubs, you know, take the opportunity to um, to get involved and and, um, and make some money. But it's not going to be for everybody. We don't expect every club to. To, to do it because we appreciate that you know people are you know, time sensitive and um people are happy playing football for 90 minutes on a sunday morning yeah, don't they? you know and we accept that uh, 100%. but 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 there are but this is an opportunity you know and if you read the information that we're going to send and, and listen to what's been said on the podcast for not a lot of work you can be part and and potentially make some money for your club that will fund your club year on year and and can I can I ask you, um, Paul? So I know you obviously I don't want you to give me exact amounts and who who's got what because you can't do that. I get that. But is there any real success stories of maybe a school or maybe a sports team that you know as as invested into this and gone? Do you know what we're going to set ourselves up and we're we're going to get the word out there and see if anything comes back for us? Is there anything that really goes well? They went from you know nothing to you know maybe a few thousand pounds after say six seven months. Obviously, I can't go into any specifics. What, what I can say is we've we've moved into the football clubs fairly recently the uptake has been quite incredible across uh, sort of steps three four five six we're, we're in uh, discussions with some step two uh, clubs schools again it's, yeah it's what they want things for things like sensory gardens things to help the kids and th there are some decent levels of um revenues being generated and i think some of the bigger clubs especially with a bigger social media presence is they, they can receive thousands and thousands of pounds uh, but specifics it, yeah i can't go into any any specific of course 100 yeah well i wouldn't expect that permissions but yeah there are there are some people who do very little with it um you know i spoke to a school recently and did had a couple of donations i had to ring them and say look got some money to send you it wasn't a, a school we'd spoken to and you know they were well, brilliant sort of five six hundred quid i think it was and they weren't expecting the money they, they now expressed a bit more interest in it and you know we'll be having a chat about um you know what we can do for them and if they wish to engage but as i say it's, as you quite rightly said you can engage with it not, not at all and you will have the odd donation because someone know that will see something and think well i could help my club here um but the more you engage with it uh, the more you push out to your socials the more you develop your own presence the, the more people will see it they will want to help and for, for no effort whatsoever you will generate you know anywhere from you know, a few hundred to tens of thousands of pounds for your uh, your club. Brilliant. So, Matt, can I ask you a question? Um, as as secretary of the league, um, this is a partnership that's been brought into the Nen Sunday League. Now, I get, uh, as we said, it's time sensitive, and some clubs won't want to, you know, 
do it all and do all the sharing and we get that but as paul just said you know there'll be there'll be times that you didn't even know you were going to get this money um but somebody's clicked on you oh, oh well i know for example will be fc or i know hartwell forest yeah. i live in hartwell i'm, I'm going to donate to them yeah. does that does that mean that each club from the Nen Sunday League are going are now registered, or have clubs got to do it themselves first anyway? Or is now because the partnership's there, any club that affiliates with the Nen Sunday League will have a link my profile? No, club clubs need to set up their own profile, mm-hmm. um, and it's relatively straightforward to do. And we'll send around the links and the, the various um, access codes that you need. I don't, I don't know if it's access code, but maybe it's a password or something. I'm not sure exactly how it works, but. We'll send it over, um, and um, any club that obviously needs any assistance getting that set up, then we'll be able to help. But it's a relatively simple process, just filling in an online form, essentially. Um, and then once you've set up the platform, it, 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 it gives you, um, it, it creates for you a, <clears throat> like a, an area that you log into, and you can see, you know, what's happening in your area so it shows you how many people you've got in your network the different types of um people you've got so it sets it up as you, you can set it up as players so people so you register them as players you can register them as friends and family you can register them as social media um so you've got different types of people into your network um and obviously the bigger that network is the bigger potential that you've got to recruit uh sorry to recruit to generate funding um Yes, it is all relatively straightforward. The information is all there, and we'll send around a presentation that shows people yeah. what it, it, it is pretty straightforward. If anyone needs any any help setting up the uh, customer service team, we're more than happy to, to help and, and get you get you set up if, if any, any support needed. Brilliant. So an, another question, Matt. Then uh, the partnerships with the Nen Sunday League. Uh, a lot of players play for combination sides and, and Sunday sides. Now you know it's a, it's pretty much the same faces on a Saturday than it is on a Sunday a lot of the time now. Um, let's say it goes really well, uh, and my players go and mention it to their secretary and their chairman of their Saturday side. Um, are they able to just sign up to link my, or is it just a? Is it just you know, and then Sunday League so partnership? We've 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 got an exclusive partnership, mm-hmm. um, but the but if if other clubs from other leagues, adult, junior, boys, girls, whatever it was, want to get involved, then then they can contact us, uh, and we can put them in touch with the right people and, and and get them set up on the platform as well. Brilliant, mate. But it's yeah, but I say, but it's exclusive to us because um, we got in there first. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Get nothing past Matt Paul. You get nothing past Matt. He's on the ball. He's on the ball. No point. That's it. So look, last question then, Paul, because I think that's actually been really informative, especially for myself, because um, you know, I've seen Matt and, and Graham kind of speak to a few people about this and kind of put the word out there. And I think there was a lot of hesitation to do it at first because it's the unknown, isn't it? There's two yeah. things that the world humans are scared of. It's falling and the unknown. Um, so when it's something like the unknown, it's you it's you're hesitant to do it. But one thing we do know is one of these guys is going to win the World Cup on Sunday. Is it going to be Argentina or France, Paul? Uh, I'm just going to get my pound coin. I'll do a heads and tails. I would say uh, France is closer than Argentina. I'm going to say France. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that. I like that. And I prefer their wine, to be fair. So, uh, no. <laughs> I've never had Argentinian wine, so I'll you, actually, yeah. Brilliant. Well, look, thank you so much for joining us, Paul. Matt, thank you as well. Um, but yeah, thank you for your time, Paul. Cheers. Have a good evening. Thanks, guys.
Thanks, Paul. Take okay. care. Thank you. Well, uh, I don't know about you, Matt, but I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Uh, cleared a lot of questions that I had. Um, and hopefully it's the same for everybody else that is listening. If you didn't kind of understand what it was, you know, it's it's tricky not knowing. I, I mentioned it on there. Um, but, you know, now I feel like we've got a bit of an understanding, which is great. Um, we've just got um, a bit of a voice clip now. Um, a lot of the secretaries will know I put out a message into the secretary group chat, just asking guys to maybe give us a bit of a review of their half season. Uh, old boys gone one better. We had a game of the week a couple of weeks back when there was some football and it was a bit warmer uh, and Dwayne has actually gave us a review of that game so here's Dwayne Hey everyone um, it's Dwaza manager of David Green Old Boys um, we were this week game of the week versus Oakley Diamonds development um, so yeah, just give you kind of my perspective, my little bit of feedback on the game. You know, we ran out four-one winners. Um, it was a, from my perspective, a pretty dominant performance. Um, we went one-nil down midway through the first half, which was, you know, a long free kick from the halfway line that was played into the box, and we didn't really deal with it. There was a moment of indecision and and. Uh, you know, their player stuck it in the back of the net. But other than that, in that half, it was the only real attack from them, if you can call it that, of note. Um, most of that half was, was us getting into good areas, perhaps not picking the final ball, um, the right final ball, mishitting shots, um, keeper making some saves. Uh, getting crosses in that weren't quite met. I mean, I have to say the pitch there was bobbly as hell. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a difficult one to try and hit first-time passes or first-time crosses and, and first-time shots. But, um, yeah, the, f the first half was really us banging on the door and, um, and Oakley really trying to play long balls in behind that, we swept up and, and was really quite comfortable with. Um, so, yeah, half-time came around, nothing really to panic about. It was really just about telling the guys to remain composed and keep um, keep doing what they were doing. And uh, so, yeah, a couple of changes in personnel, freshened things up a little bit, a little change of shape, and we went about the second half in exactly the same way as we'd kind of ended the first, which was, right, pressure, let's keep knocking on the door. and And... We played with some good width, width on Sunday, and it was a, it was a, a cross into the box that was turned into his own net by by their big number five, who who had a really good game, to be fair, uh, to be fair to him, um, but yeah, he turned the ball into the back of his own net, uh, from across from, from Geordie, and uh, that made it one all, and and that was it. We had our towels up, bit of bit of confidence then, and it was, really a case of from my perspective, how many could we score? Um, so, yeah, the, the rest of the goals that we scored, the other three goals were all very similar. Um, crosses into the box, you know, uh, getting the ball out wide, delivery. Uh, you know, Fanny was an absolute nuisance. You know, he, he crossed one ball straight onto uh, big Jim Butler's head. Um, you know, Geordie from the opposite flank, 
hit another another deep cross, um, and that was turned home by Fanny, and uh, a couple more changes. Fanny and Butler came off. I brought Christian and, and Witters back on up front. And those two combined late on to um, for Witters to tap in. So, yeah, it's pretty routine. It was We, we were fairly comfortable, like I've said. It's, um, I, think they had, I think Oakley had two shots um, on target and one of them they scored from. You know, the rest was, was really quite simple. So... Um, yeah, good game. And uh, we'll move on to the next one. Nice one, guys. Brilliant, Dwayne. Thank you so much for the review. We really do appreciate it. Guys, if you are listening and you want to send in your half-season review, please do. It will get you a link. Message me, Matt, Graham or Jamie. Uh, we'll get a link sent to you for you to be able to record that. Um, Matt, it's boring, isn't it, this cold weather? <laughs> it's, um, well, it's, it's definitely frustrating. I think, um, yeah, definitely frustrating. But what can you do? Yeah, it is what it is. It, you know, hopefully, maybe fingers crossed, we might get something played on Sunday. But it's not, yeah. looking, overly, it's not looking overly promising. But um, you never know. So the forecast for Sundays, Sunday afternoon, is 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 like nine ten degrees. So if that comes through a bit quicker, you know, you never know. But that's it. And it, it's fourteen degrees Monday and Tuesday. So we're back to norm. Well, we're yeah. warmer than normal in December. So, um, you know, but great. It comes back when we've got a few weeks off. <laughs> well, I was thinking I was going to text everybody. So you fancy playing Christmas day. Um, I'm up for Christmas day, Sunday morning game. It wouldn't, you know what? I bet you, I bet you some people would play. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. It's crazy. Isn't it? You got to think you, you finished by half 12. You don't have dinner till two. You're up, you're up with the kids at six on Christmas Day. You're up, you, Christmas Day from nine up, from nine a.m. to two p.m. You sit there doing nothing and it's boring. So you've actually got the perfect time to get a game. Right. <laughs> Bad idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? So just I mean just I just do want to touch on one or two things. Um, one of the things was obviously bad weather procedure. Um, I know we had a, a load of issues last week, a load of questions and queries. I think. To be brutally honest, I think a lot of that was to link to the fact that England were playing Saturday night and people didn't fancy it. Um, but um, I think just to reiterate, obviously put the process in the group, but when we do have bad weather, whether it's heavy rain, frost, snow, whatever it is, there are processes to follow. Um, but fundamentally, it's about communication. You, teams need to be in contact with each other, need to be in contact with the referee, you need to make sensible decisions as and when. Obviously, if you're on a private ground, you know, that the, the, the groundsman or the owner of that ground, you know, has jurisdiction. So if they say it's off, then it's off. Um, if you're on a council pitch, then then we leave that down to the referee. But equally, common sense. You know, there's no point in asking, you know, a referee to, to travel, you know, to a game that you know isn't going to be on you know, because it's just not going to be on. Um, it's just common sense, you know. Um, that doesn't mean games on council pitches get called off on Saturday afternoon. Um, but prepare people appropriately, get down there early, do a pitch inspection if you can, if necessary. 
but also if possible give the game time to play you know you can delay kickoff up to half an hour you know so if there's a chance that by 11 o'clock a game could be on then you know, give it a chance if you can but again common sense if you know if you're playing you know like there was a game last week Kettering against Crick you know is it fair to ask them to travel from Crick across to Kettering for a game that realistically isn't going to take place probably not so have that conversation bit of common sense you know but if it's two local teams there's no issue you know see if you can play let it ride as long as you can um and try and get games on because the more games that get played now the less midweek games you can have at the back end of the season which everybody moans about so you know and i think there's there's a lot of uncertainty with it like like you're saying i think what makes it a lot worse is is the chinese whispers um yeah. you know uh, first of all the the nfa have called off all county game all county cup games this weekend which were rearranged from last weekend they've sent out an email that's absolutely fine you yeah. know but but relaying that to you know me me let's say i have a league game yeah people make assumptions you know if you're not sure if your game's on you know look at the league rules follow the protocol but also ask the question you know i know it can get quite frustrating when you you have to answer six seven eight questions in in kind of one yeah. day but it's just look look at the chat you would all you will see that somebody would probably have asked the question before you and if yeah. they haven't it probably means because they've not seen it so don't play the chinese whispers game yeah all, well, all games are off and yeah well we've put we've put the statement out today obviously thursday you know ahead of the weekend that we're just going to wait and see i mean realistically look at the forecast they'll probably all be off but you know we'll make a decision probably on saturday afternoon depending on the forecast you know it is you know if, if that if that weather front does come through you know five six hours earlier than scheduled there's a good chance that games could play on sunday morning um, 100% you know, but, 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 it's getting to seven degrees Sunday, you know, and it's the minus three at the night, you know, yeah, and it says minus three at night. That can be till 3 a.m. It starts to get, you know, it starts to warm up around half past three, four o'clock in the morning. Well, yeah, potentially. I mean, look, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not, um, we're not daft. You know, we know, we know that probably things will be off, but it, it, we've got to give it every chance that we can. And there's no point in making a hasty decision. So that, that will always be the approach, you know, unless there's, you know, widespread blanket snow like we had the other year when we had the beast from the east and we lost, did we lose three weeks, three, four weeks of football? Because, like, you know, just, you know, the snow didn't disappear for for about three weeks. I know, and then we thought, right, we'd never have a break like that in football again and then yeah. COVID it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I think, we need, yeah, we just, everybody just needs to be a bit bit patient and, 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 and work on the basis that we will, we want to get games on. That's what we're we're in the business of playing football, so we want to try and get as many games on as possible, you know. But we'll if we need to make a decision, we will. Um, but but otherwise, just be patient, and, and we'll let you we'll let everybody know in due course. Okay. Um, just some other things I wanted to touch on, Liam. Um, one was post Christmas fixtures and, and the schedule after Christmas. Um, I'll be working on that um, over the Christmas period. Um, we've got. Um, obviously, League Cup starting after Christmas, potentially the NCFA Cup, um, which we need to have a look at to see if we can actually fit that in the schedule this year. Um, as far as we're aware, they're not able to guarantee six fields for finals anymore. So that obviously brings that into question. And obviously, with the bad weather, was losing weeks 
you know that does affect whether we can actually fit it in to the schedule. So we need to be looking at that over Christmas. Um, so yeah, um, people are going to be asked. People are already asking me about what's happening after Christmas with fixtures and stuff. The fixtures will be updated over the Christmas period. I've got you know, a bit of time off work and uh, be able to sit down and hopefully um, all your fixtures, barring cup draws, will be on full time um, before yeah. uh, before the start of the new uh, year. And again, that, that's another one, isn't it? You know, if you're originally, I know you've already done such a good job, Matt, of putting fixtures in for the 8th of Jan or the 15th of January for a lot of teams. But if those teams are in the County Cups, these guys take precedence. Well, I mean, I've, I've already, I mean, you know, I, 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 off the back of last week with the games being off, obviously rearranged fixtures for this week and that pushed pick fixtures back into the new year. And now County Cups are off, that pushes fixtures back again. So it's good. It, it, this time of year with bad weather, it's always a little bit up in the air. So I'll do my best to get all the games on there. So yeah, it's a bit annoying, isn't it? Because it's one of those things. If if there was a club like Wilby, they'd be out of all the cups, and you'd have no problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've you got new cups starting after Christmas, so you know. yes, yeah, 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 we'll be out of them as well. Uh... <laughs> so so yeah, so there's that, and then one of the things that you know um, that needs touching on is teams so far. Generally speaking, you know, club administration has been quite good. Um, we've not had to issue many fines, but one or two are starting to creep in with late team sheets. You know, teams need to stay on top of this. You know, Matt Whitfield puts a reminder in the group chat every Wednesday to say you've got till ten o'clock tonight to get them done, and that there are still teams not doing them. Um, you know, so you got, they are picking up fines, which are needless fines. You know, so please, you know, stay on top of your team sheets. More importantly for me, and things that I really get wound up about are teams not confirming fixtures, so not you know not confirming your opponent, not confirming referees. That's the worst one. You know we are reasonably well covered for refs, but you know the last couple of weeks has been a bit difficult. You know, and that may then continue into the new year because Christmas time is always a bit difficult for refs. If you're not confirming your referees, you're going to lose them. You know, I don't know how many times I keep saying this, but it's, it's, teams are going to start losing referees. If you do not confirm your referee by Wednesday night, you know, if it's been appointed in normal time, then you're just going to lose them. You know, so please, 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 in the new year, have a reset and make sure you're on top of that. Um, and also, book if you book if you if you plan a council pitch in Northampton, get your pitch booked and paid for by Wednesday each week. It's been quite good, but then recently, you know, two or three teams are starting to get a bit slack. Um, and unsurprisingly, it's one or two familiar names. Um, it, I know it keeps getting threatened, you know, saying that, oh, you're not going to be able to play on these pitches, but at some point, they will stop you from playing. But at some point, they'll have had enough of you not paying for your pitches and they'll just say, no, enough's enough. And when that happens, what are you going to do? You know, so please, if that applies to you and you know you are, please get on top of it, get your pitches paid for in advance by Wednesday each week. Perfect, mate. And, you know, there's help out there as well, guys, honestly. I know I know, it's a simple thing to do, and but there should be... I hope there is. And with me, I think I've got the luxury of... I don't have to do all this because I've got such good people around me that 
run the, the day-to-day stuff with the club and they let me get on with what I do, which is great. But if you need a bit of help, let your captain know, let your manager know, let somebody know and give them access. Yeah. You know, it's not the hardest thing in the world. You know, I don't send out the text for the refs or for the opposition um, because the secretary, he does that and he does it really well. But also, he still has me down to receive the emails. So I know who my ref is. I know who the opponents are. But it also gives him the opportunity that if he is a little bit too busy, Liam, you wouldn't mind doing this for me, would you? Of course not. Hmm. You know, ask for help, guys, if you need it, because it makes life a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot. There are a number of teams that operate on a one-man band basis, and we know that, and that's that's mm. kind of the kind of the lifeblood of Sunday football. But there are people within your club who will help. You have just got to give them the responsibility and show them how it's done, you know. And, and you'll find generally that people do step up to the mark. And even if it's just something simple as you know asking them to be the one that does your team sheet each week, you know, showing them how to do that, you know you'll find people are happy to take that on because it's not a huge job, you know, but you've asked them, you know, and if you've asked them and they're part of the club, they will help, you know, so you shouldn't be afraid to ask for support. You know, the league are always here to help you if you need it. Um, You know, and if you're not sure how to do things, which you should be by now, of course, but if you're not, you know, then always pick up the phone, myself, Graham, Matt Whitfield, Paul, whoever it is, you know, we're here to help and support. Um, but it's like we would say at AGMs, we can only help if we know. You know, and if you don't communicate with us, all, all we're going to do is moan at you if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, and then you get frustrated. So if you've got a problem, pick up the phone, drop us an email. We're here to help. Perfect. Well, look, I think that's a wrap for tonight, Matt. Um, thank you for joining me again. Um, thank you to Paul. Uh, thank you to Dwayne, uh, David Green, old boys, and Guys, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, Matt, I'll see you next year. No, well, <laughs> you might see me before then. But more importantly, before we do go, Liam, Argentina oh. from? Uh, do you want to go? Well, do you want my heart or do you want my brain? Uh, well, I've, I've, I know what your brain's like, so probably your heart's better. Uh, I'd, lo- I'd love Lionel Messi to win the World Cup before he retires. Ugh. Also, Marcelo Bielsa got rid of all that hatred I had towards. He's not. He's not in the squad, man. No, but he. It. It's. It's him that he started this back in two thousand two. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Look, I. I'd like to see Argentina win it. It's no, a South American team hasn't won it in twenty years. Um. What fitting way to do it the year after? You know, Diego passes. Um for me, the best footballer to ever live other than Lionel Messi. Um, yeah, I, I want the Antonis to do it. Also, it, 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 it's still a bit fishy, isn't it? You know, Qatar Sports Investment own PSG. PSG's two best players are both in the final of the World Cup in Qatar, Messi and Mbappe. Fix. That's why England lost. They both added us as well. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just. I'm not getting into it. It's a fix. Uh, I don't. <laughs> but yeah, Matt, go on. Argentina or France, mate. I. So I think, based on performances, I think Argentina have been consistently more solid than France. I think France have actually been a little bit fortunate to get to the final. Um, but 
I don't think Argentina have particularly been tested. You know, I think they, they're a poor group. Yeah, and I think Australia, it's... Australia, the last 16, a pretty average Dutch team, and then a Croatian team who, who were, you know, it was a game too far fatigue-wise. Um, so, I, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, if I'm brutally honest, I don't actually care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, France or Argentina, you know, you put Germany in the mix, and there's three teams that I can't, I don't want to win anything. <laughs> um, but um, I, I, I kind of think, I, I, I kind of think there is the, the messy factor that I, you know, that, that him lifting the World Cup in his final World Cup appearance, he has been an unbelievable footballer. Um, so there, there's something quite, I suppose romantic about that that says maybe I want Argentina to win but um, I don't know I, 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 my, my, my gut says unfortunately I think France might beat them but I, I, I probably want Argentina to win if I'm pushed on it Okay so does it end the debate? Um, well I don't think it'll ever end the debate because I think you you, you are I mean it, it, it's it's it, in social media football terms. It's one of the. It, I think it's the most uh, often asked question: Are you Messi or Ronaldo? And I think, unfortunately, the vast majority of people are one, one or the other. I don't think many people. You can't really sit on the fence, can you? Because it's a question that people push. I personally think, as much as a phenomenal footballer Ronaldo is, yeah, yeah, I'm the same. He, you don't he, get near that bloke, Messi. He's, his numbers are unbelievable, and he's an out has been, I would say, probably until this season, an outstanding professional. I think he's, I personally think he's tarnished his reputation a little bit with some with the way he's behaved this year. Um, but you, Messi, done things on a football pitch that nobody else can live with. Yeah, you know, in terms of ability and, and technical ability and. At times, you know, not so much now because he's obviously a bit older. But at times, you watch him and you think, "Wow, wow!" Mm. Um, and 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 uh, so yeah, I I probably I'm, I'm probably messy. And I, and I think I, I think if I think if he does lift the World Cup, I think that elevates his position even more. Um, and yeah, I, I I think you you'd probably you'd probably say that does end the debate. I, I, I think in the context of it crowns his career and his career is going to end, potentially end on a massive high and Ronaldo seems to have perhaps, you know, <laughs> Lucky! Gone, out, gone out with a, a bit of a wet fart. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's always been like that though, isn't he? It's all about him and it always has been. And, you know, you say that to your Ronaldo fans, oh, he, he's self-centred, he's this, and they get, oh, you know, he loves the badge, he loves the badge, he does this. He loves nothing else than his own face. That's the only thing the bloke loves, whereas Messi loves football and the way he plays it shows it. It's incredible what he does with a ball, incredible how he gets other players around him involved. Honestly, yeah. I just... Like, I mean, I think, I mean, we're lucky to have them both, aren't we? To be oh, honest, because and I think, but listen, I think you have to look at Ronaldo's record. He's done it in in different countries. He's, you know, he's he's not he's not um, he's not stayed in the comfort zone of of of, of a great Barcelona side. Um, 
Yeah, because he messes. Because Messi's a nice guy. Ronaldo built burns all these bridges. Well, yeah, that's I mean, why he leaves. Or maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you can look at it like that. Um, but um, uh, yeah, look, they're both. Let's be honest, both incredible footballers. You know, and I suppose the the, the great thing about this World Cup has been very much the, 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 the passing of the passing of the torch, hasn't it? I think you know the, you, this is going to be the last time you're going to see the. That the Messi's and the Ronaldo's playing probably at World Cups and yeah, and that's you know, it. You, you, look at, you look at the comparisons, like you say, Modric is passing it on to Bellingham, you know, Messi's <laughs> passing it on to Mbappe, um, you know, Ronaldo's passing it on to Almoa Ali, who uh, of Qatar. <laughs> what, about, what about Haaland? Is he not passing it on to Haaland? He's not in the World Cup. No, not at the minute, but I think they will be moving forward. Right? Well, again, you can't compare Ronaldo to Haaland because Haaland's born in Leeds, so it makes him uh, more superior. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll see you all soon. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. And uh, have a great Christmas New Year. And we will see you all in 2023. <laughs>